Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dork down for a while Hey, it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com, FamilyPetAncestry.com. You're probably already there. Let's do the credits. Mike Rickberg composed and sang that song with his wife, Sarah, that you just heard. He's going to sing his version of the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. Patrick Brady is going to fix this audio, and Vilmos works on JackieCation.com the website. There are many ways to support the show. The Amazon link is one. You can use an Amazon link from JackieCation.com or DorkForest.com to go to Amazon. You order like normal and it supports the show. There is a straight up donation button, PayPal or Venmo to this uh, email address that is mine, Jackie at JackieCation.com, where you can just donate to the show if you like the show a lot. I think PayPal has figured out a way to do a monthly. If you want to go monthly, please do. Other ways to support the show if you want to is you can buy merch. There's Dork Forest t-shirts and all the shirts are union made here in America. So they run a little big. Union Bayside. So if you want to look up their size chart. And then the other merch is my stand-up merch. On JackieCation.com, you can watch me do stand-up. You can look at my schedule and the stand-up merch, a couple of different t-shirts, couple of different enamel pins, and all my CDs and my DVD. If you want to live stream my DVD, it's over there at ComedyFilmNerds.com. They have a live streaming capability, or you can get a hard copy of the DVD on my website. Oh, there are premium episodes at Bandcamp. TheDorkForest.Bandcamp.com has probably 10 episodes that were done live. They cost me a couple of bucks to make, so I charge you a couple of bucks. If you've run out of regular episodes, go over to TheDorkForest.Bandcamp.com and get some more. Other than that, I say this. Let's get into the show. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I'm in the living room. Uh, I think you did this show like 10 years ago, Dave I Ross. know. I think it, I think I think it you might have been 10 years ago. And it was with someone it else. Was it with was with Whitmer Thomas. Right. I think I was doing... Two at a time for some reason, because Joe Wilson had just stopped being a co-host. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, I need more than one person. Oh, funny. And, and then I was Well, like, I think also, because I started stand-up almost exactly 10 years ago. Yeah. And Wit also, so I think it was actually nine years ago. Okay. And Or eight, eight to nine, and Wit had just started. And I uh, can't even remember what either of you guys talked about, what your dorkdoms were. Punk music. Was it, was, it the punk? It was punk music. Ah, the punks. Ah, yeah. Yes. I've been meaning to have more people on about the punks because <laughs> there's a bunch of dudes who were punks, like who were, oh. in, who were into it hardcore, yes. who want to talk about it. And for some reason, it's there's a guy in San Francisco, there's a guy in Dallas, yeah. uh, there's uh, a guy in, in Minneapolis. Uh, a lot of uh, comedians either grew up punks or were in punk bands. Right. And if you grew and up punk, in that. And comedy fans, too. Yes. Of a certain age. And yes. Uh, and I mean, there is a direct association because, like, uh, if you're into it, it in the 90s, it tends to be because it saved your life. Like, it was a, an right. alternative to your situation at school or home. Right, like science fiction sometimes saves other people's lives or totally. books in general or whatever. Like, whatever you could hide in yes. that your parents didn't hate yes. too much, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, if you didn't crawl into a bottle when you were 14, it was a win. Well, it was also like, um, it, it, it hit a lot of, it checked a lot of boxes for a lot of people because it was a nerd community 
un, inarguably a nerd community in that it was a community and that it was generally people were nice because it was an alternative to the mainstream. Right. But it also... And pretty w- inclusive once you got into it. Yes. But it was also aggressive music. So right. you got to like sort of get out your, I don't know, kinetic energy. Right. And be around people. So it was social, which yep. nerddom isn't always. Right. But yeah. it was more like parallel play. Which is what they say that toddlers, you know, like if uh, Andy and I do it a lot. We both play Marvel Puzzle Quest next to each other. Yes. Uh, we're playing the same game. <laughs> <laughs> we're both on our phones and uh, we're playing. Uh, so you're sharing anything, but you're not doing it together necessarily. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And so to some extent, I think that um, punk rock is that. Yes. It's a little parallel play as well. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, I actually think that the reason that you had Wit on was that. Neither of us, we were so young in comedy that neither of us alone were trustworthy to carry an episode. Oh, to fulfill the whole hour. I, I, maybe you uh, there is some. That. I might not have been thinking that. I think it now. <laughs> I have to tell you, when I book somebody, I'm like, hey, I'm going to need a list of things that you love. Like, I got one thing from you, and it's going to be fine because I'm, I'm kind of, I like it anyway. But let's well, tell people. Chatterbox also. And, and plug and play. I had Brian Posehn on talking uh-huh. about heavy metal music, and I was like, just sit back. Oh, and I just did one with Christopher Titus. Okay. And that guy talked about plug and play it was about prince uh oh and he just went yeah on oh, prince it was it was just zoom oh, and boy. he loves the guy he loves the music he loves the history he loves there's a deep dive uh i know little red corvette so uh, i'm like that i just found out that he is from minnesota that's how wow that novice is with him i am yes and the only reason i know that he's from minnesota is because i lived in minnesota for 10 years <laughs> and everyone brings it up all the fucking time oh yeah yeah there was yeah. yeah there was there was it was an issue people yeah. liked i also know that husker do uh, was from minnesota because really uh, yes because i ran into him once and everyone was like that was husker do and i was like who are husker do and uh, <laughs> I, for whatever reason, Minneapolis was one of those cities that I interacted with the least in my life. I just went there for the first time and had, well, a year ago, but um, loved it so much, loved everything about it, found out that all this stuff, I didn't go in the summer. It was snowing and freezing and I still liked the place, which means I still, well, there are some novel things about it in the winter, like. Like uh, the entire downtown area is one big spaceship that you could just live. It's in. a habit trail, yeah. right there. It's got the habit trail thing. That it, it, so most cool. comics make a make a comment about it. It was great when I lived there. I worked at Kinko's. Oh yeah, things were going well, and so I would have to take two buses downtown. Whoa! But as soon as I got to down, wait, it might have only been one bus. That's right. I could walk to the bus stop and then one bus downtown. But as soon as I got off that bus, I could walk into the nearest building and then walk the six buildings to my work. I love it. It yeah. feels so cool. Yeah. I never grew up in a place that cold, so I didn't know that Where any did city was again? like that. Was here, right? Or? No, no, no. I moved around a lot. So I was born in Hawaii. Okay. Uh, very promptly aloha. was taken. Thank you. And aloha. <laughs> Thank and you. aloha. Uh, <laughs> you were promptly taken away. <laughs> I was probably whisked away to San Diego, California. Okay. Until I was three, mm-hmm. after which we moved to Naples, Italy, until I was six. Chicago. Man, you must have been a pain in the ass to have to keep moving like that. You're like, we got Dave caused trouble again. We got to move. <laughs> it was. It was me. We were on the run. Yeah. You were on the run. <laughs> yeah. It was like you were an infant. You're like, nah, I'm taking this town. Well, Please. yeah, I kept robbing liquor stores <laughs> as a little as a little boy. Yeah. <laughs> At Robin Liquor Stores, and the thing about Robin Liquor Stores is that oftentimes it goes sour, and you got to kill the guy behind the counter. 
So when you're a baby and your parents are responsible for you, you know what I mean? I so do know. They took me to Naples and they're like, well, there are no liquor stores there. And I was like. Naples, Florida? Naples, Italy. Oh, Naples, Italy? Yes. Oh, that's where you thats where you got your mob connections that's as a young boy. Exactly. Totally. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then obviously we had to go to Sicily. Right. Uh, where I married another woman. And, uh, <laughs> this is a delight. Please write this book. This, is, this should be the alternate memoir I've of Dave Ross. I, I've written seven books and they all end up having the same plot as The Godfather somehow. I don't, I don't know why. Okay. Uh, uh, people need to know this before we. Where, where did you spend the bulk of it? Let, uh, I suppose I should let you I finish I say here. that I'm from upstate New York. Okay. Downstate New York, really. Orange County, New York. It's an hour north of New York City. Oh. Eighth, eighth grade in high school was spent there. Okay. So, a so good that's where I'm from. Five years of formative um, yeah. p- being bullied. Good for you. Five years, yes. <laughs> yes. Five years of good. Uh, Solid. Rural, uh, angry, poor New York bullying. Right. Wow, it was a lot. It's a lot. You're like, oh, finally, I get to meet my people. Poor white angries. It should be no surprise <laughs> to anyone that I like punk rock music. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and here we are. But So I'm talking to Dave Ross, and your Twitter, is this your Instagram too, Dave to the Ross? Dave to the Ross, yes. Dave to the Ross, you guys get it? It's really good. Anyway, so and then and then you have a brand new album out. I do. Which uh, will probably be a month out when it comes, when this comes out, but... Uh, Please tell the people the name of the album. The uh, album is called The Only Man Who Has Ever Had Sex. It really speaks to us all, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I am. You know, it's hard to hide it's hard how to hide proud the, of it I am. The truth. <laughs> <laughs> the Only Man Who's Ever Had Sex. I was just saying to you off mic, Jackie, that I uh, I never implore comedians to listen to my album because I feel like that's crazy. Right. We all have records. And I, I implore to some. comedians to plug my album. Yes. That's, we all do that. Yes. But you don't have to listen to I it. I support and love you and all, I will listen, right. I will I will tell Jim Gaffigan every three years to please plug my album. Yes. And he will sometimes do it. <laughs> yeah. We're here to help and share each other's things and exactly. I believe that and I ask for it but to listen that's crazy. <laughs> but that's 45 to an hour of your time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's happening? But just knowing you and a lot of conversations we've had, I uh, like. You think I'd like this album? And it's not because of the jokes. It's I think that's <laughs> why I'm saying it. Like I, I'm proud of the jokes, and obviously the jokes are my main thing in it, and the reason I released it. But just who I've been throughout the course of writing the past ten years, the album ended up being uh, all about me yelling at manhood. And oh right, that's why I think you'll like it. I well, it's so funny because um, and this this day. September 7th or 5th or whatever day it is, uh, you should know that I have had in the last three days, <laughs> three different people, four now, that's right, uh, tell me things I didn't need to know. Uh, <laughs> what do you I mean? was told by two different comics <laughs> that two different other male comics don't like me. Oh. Because I don't like men. What? Yes. And I, I told Andy, by the way, and I said to Andy, hey, Two guys think that I don't like men. I love Dick, and uh, and he looked and Andy Ashcraft looked down at his crotch and he goes and we appreciate it. And uh, <laughs> wow, I and, like your marriage. Yeah, our marriage is a is a delight. So, but the weird thing is is yeah. So the two the two banana heads who told me that these two guys didn't like me, I was like, I didn't need to know. Yeah, I could just we could just all pretend that they do like me the next because I'm gonna forget who they were. And I'm going to run into them again, and they're going to either... I'm going to forget that they don't like me unless they're mean to me. And I'm like, oh, that's right. That guy doesn't like me. Or if they're nice to me, I'll be like, 
Wait, wasn't there something somebody told me about that guy? And then we would just be nice to each other, which is what we all want. Just pretend to be, po- just be polite. Absolutely, Distant politeness will do. It's the best. Yeah, you can you can call and me then, all kinds of names elsewhere. I don't care. Just let me have a nice life. Absolutely. Right, that's all I'm trying to do. And <laughs> yeah. then a fan of the Jack and Lori show posted today something that, I guess these right-wing banana heads, uh, <laughs> some new goofball was... Uh, talking about how uh, women aren't funny again, and oh, uh, but people loved to let Lori and I know, and I was like, again, doesn't affect my life. Uh, my calendar's full. Those guys <laughs> probably—they're uh, just sad that right-wing people aren't funny. Oh, interesting. Well, I'm sorry that I participated in that. Well, uh, no, no. But the thing is, is so. But the, but your comedy has always come from a place of you're like, well, I. Uh, I'm trying not to be a jackass. Yes. Like, it's just coming from a... Well, and I also have a great deal of anger at manhood. And I now, like, I never called it the patriarchy. It was the women in my life that started saying that. And I realized yeah. that that's what I was mad at my whole life. Right, right. right. Once uh, it's been defined. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, but I have a lot of jokes about manhood and stuff. And I also will say that I think the reason I said this to you is I always felt... I always appreciated your comedy and your perspective because I felt very similarly, which was an anger at the patriarchy, but also a need for it to be funny first. Because and to we're be comics. kind of fair. And you yeah. know, the thing is, is, uh, is my, my anger at the patriarchy or men in general or like men in power, essentially, right? Yeah. It's just that I, I'm also keenly aware that they are sitting in a fishbowl that, right. that no one has ever. No one is. Everyone's like, no look at the castle. Them out of the fishbowl, right? Everyone's just yeah. look at the castle. Don't worry about what's happening outside of the fishbowl. Well, and again, I'm fully aware that I've benefited from it, and that's what's that's. Well, and what's you're funny the first generation, that- kind of who. It's it's sort of there's a spike, right? Sure. I mean, there's there's always this spike of awareness. It's sort of like stand up itself, where you're writing, you're writing, you're writing, and then you'll write a signature bit, and it'll kind of bring you to another level. Sure. And yeah. then you'll write on that stupid plateau for <laughs> two years, and Absolutely. then you'll spike again. But that comes with growth too, with with I think all of society, where I think that there are men who are like, what's happening? Yes. And once you look outside, it's like being white. You know, once I am made aware of the injustice for people of color and disabled people and gay and the whole thing, uh, I cannot not know that. Yeah. And I can't not see it. And especially, I mean, I can not see it. So I, I spent a good portion of my life not seeing it. But yeah. then but then it will sometimes just come up and I'm like, oh, that's what that is. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Why, why are we such assholes? And yeah. Well, it's a good. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. It, it's. Uh, but as long as the jokes are funny, I'm I'm willing to listen to it. Let's absolutely. Hear it. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad. I'm proud of it because I, I don't. I, I everything you just said, I agree with a hundred percent. The problem is that inside of comedy, that stuff can get preachy real quick. Right. And I still don't want that. No. I still want it to be fun. And yeah, I just feel like I made a thing where I like, my whole life I was mad at manhood. Because when you're, and I know a lot of men that feel this way, and uh, you know, obviously it's harder and worse for women, and I know that. But I know a lot of men who feel like when you're a man, even just like billboards and TV tell you, like if you're not wearing cowboy boots and like beating the shit out of people who call you a coward, right? Then you're you're useless. You're useless. <laughs> the the I was talking about because I have this new bit that I'm working on that I've been working on, and so it's not that new. But uh, the 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 whole thing about how about how men are just told their entire lives that they need they can't turn down sex. 
Yeah. That sex is the most important thing and that they should be having it as often as possible. Totally. So when Jackie Cation, aggressive harasser, is drunk (laughs) off her ass at a bar, walking up to strangers going, this needs a tune-up, you want in? (laughs) Um, You're grossed out as a person and as a not being treated as a human, but there's a part of a man who has been taught his whole life, he's like, well, it's free sex right there. I should probably not turn that down. And uh, and so th- I got laid several times by dudes who were like, ew. And <laughs> poor bastards. I've been aggressed at. <laughs> exactly. They've been harassed. Yeah, yeah. And But it comes from this place where, you know, we're all, so we, we've all just been lied to our whole lives. Oh, man, I have this bit that I've been, uh, a new thing for me in comedy, I realized... You know, it's just like a never-ending series of realizations of things you already fucking knew. <laughs> I just realized I could say whatever I want. And I feel yeah. like I really realized that like once a year. Yeah. And uh, like, and so I've been, I've been, I've taken to, uh, Jackie, I've taken to the streets. And <laughs> Have you? I've been, yeah, You're yeah, marching? Yeah. I hope so. I've been saying to people, and I get so much joy out of it, uh, I just look crowds in their eyes and say, I don't know if you all know this, but every man on earth is always losing their erection. Always. (laughs) 1% of the time, the boner stays there. (laughs) And it's the fact that we think that the opposite is true is ruining American society. It's not not the women's fault. Right. We all think you're so hot, and that's why we're there. And it's not our fault, because we're human beings that are constantly panicking. And would you all please accept this? (laughs) And so we stop fucking hurting each other around our goddamn boners all the fucking time. (laughs) Right, so the the boner lasts as long as it lasts, and then it's going to come back, or it's not going to come back. I just said this on another show yesterday. What does it mean? I have, like... I, I don't know anything about dicks. When I was out. younger, yes, I have a I have an anxiety disorder, so okay. it's, I I lose. It's easy for me to lose an erection, okay? Because and I know a lot of I've talked to a lot of dudes in private, away yeah. from prying eyes. Like yes. I'll say it on stage, and then they'll come up to me and be like, "I've lost an erection," and I'm like, <laughs> "Brother, it's all right. <laughs> it's and okay. Uh, <laughs> it can't possibly matter. It turns out you're still dating. <laughs> the best sex I've ever had in my life happened after I lost an erection, and I was like." Well, I don't know what's happening. And the girl was like, okay. And then we laid there yeah. and felt comfortable and then started having sex again. And it was incredible because we both felt comfortable. Exactly. Yes. And I just feel like, to your point, what you were just saying, we've all been lied to yeah. about how it's all working. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing matters. And we're all at varying levels of all of it. Right, so right. So just everybody stop. Yeah, so anyway, I yes. just I, I didn't mean to say like you're this man-hating person who no, should no. hear my record, but I I just feel, I've always liked your perspective and I feel like mine is similar to yours where okay. we kind of like being funny, don't right. want to be I like being preachy. funny, but I but and I love people. Yes. But I'm not going to not sit here and not call people out, yeah. which I think is what you're doing, yeah, which yeah. I appreciate too. It's mostly me about me yelling that I'm going to be okay. <laughs> Because I'm a man, and that's all I can really do. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) Well, and our self-absorption is almost complete of absolutely everyone, including you, Rangers, listening in, wondering when we're going to talk about his darkness. I'm sorry. I feel like I accidentally got preachy there, and I even don't like that. No, no. Swear Uh, to God, there's a lot of poop jokes on my record. It's all going to work out. Uh, Mine has sparklers and uh, and dogs, and then uh, (laughs) it's all going to work out. So here we are. Talk about that. I need to know because I've only played two of these games. Is that true? Yes, you, uh, your dorkdom. You're like, no, you, people probably a lot of people have talked about this uh, Zelda. And How have you never done a Zelda episode? I don't on know. Dork Forest. Dork Forest. Nobody's no nobody's done it. I love a link to the past. That was my favorite yes. one. Yes, that's one of handheld. my handheld. Uh, oh, a link to the past. Handheld. 
Okay. Because I only oh, had no, a Game Boy. A Link to the Past, I believe, was the Super Nintendo first one. Are you maybe thinking of Link's Awakening? No, I'm not thinking of Link's Awakening, but uh, I might be thinking of the four, the 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 thing that's the four. It, oh. The word four is in it. Oh yeah, the four swords. Yeah. Four. Yeah, the four. Oh the, man. Yeah, might be the four swords. That's but. the thing. I am definitely a major Link nerd, and yeah. I couldn't even pull out all, all of the, the Link games. There's so many. There's so many Zelda games. There's, there's so many a, Zelda games, yeah. and I I recently. When did uh, it start? Eighty six. Man, I don't know. I would have yeah. to look that up. But the first one ever was uh, Legend of Zelda for Nintendo Entertainment System, right. I believe. Maybe there was one for Atari or something, but I'm pretty sure it no, was No, no, I bet you it was NES. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that one I was like immediately in, and I've loved it ever since. And okay. I, because I believe Link's Awakening is the Game Boy Advance one. Yeah. That one was really popular, but they are remaking it for the Switch, and it'll be coming out on Switch soon. Oh, that's cool. It's so cool. The art for it is so amazing. And I was, I found that out, and I was kind of freaking out about that. And I, I went to the Wikipedia page for it because um, I am, like, especially such a Breath of the Wild fan. I've that's been, the new one, right? That's the new one. That's the current one, anyway. They announced they're making a sequel to it. Yep. Um, and so being really into Breath of the Wild right now, and finding out about Link's Awakening, I went to the Wikipedia page for the Zelda franchise, having realized I never actually really researched it. And I found that there are three different Zelda storylines, and but they are storylines that really? Nintendo has actively been connecting the stories of all of the games. Yes. Really? Yes. And That's I was, awesome. It's so cool. It's so cool. They're all literally every game. Even the well, all of the proprietary Nintendo-based yeah. games are all connected. There are other offshoot, fan-made things right. that are not related. No, but are uh, probably wonderful, but are not in canon. Essentially, not in <laughs> canon. And there are even some that were made with relation to Nintendo or by Nintendo, but for other platforms that okay. aren't a part of these storylines. So, what are the th- what are the three? I'm actually going to pull it up right pull now because up. I'm going to get it wrong if I don't. And I want you to get it right because, quite honestly, I want to hear what the. I love the idea of a game having that kind of through line, especially since ni- what that's thirty years, right? Yeah, that's it's I'd- so long. And here's one of the coolest things about Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. is that is that they made it. Have you played Breath of the Wild? I have not. Oh, my God. We have Jackie, a PS4. You do. Right. I, man, if you can. We also have a Wii. Oh, I see. Well, Wii, there we are the two Salem really good ones. One. That was GameCube. Oh, was Wind that? Wind Waker. Oh, we had that. We had, the, we had the GameCube. We just gave away the GameCube. Oh, you did. GameCube yeah, we, was such a great system. Such a GameCube and Dreamcast are two of my favorite video game just systems. Just gave those two away. Oh, they're like two Andy of the. Andy worked at Dreamcast. Oh, really? Yeah. Doing what? He's a game designer. Oh, right. That's what he does. Right. Yeah. I, I even knew that. Yeah. No worries. No worries. <laughs> Doing what? Uh, huh. he, he made- uh, Did he the, volunteer? It was in the last days of Dreamcast, he made a book, a movie called Floygan Brothers, which was really? adorable. And um, it did, and it, uh, sadly, they went out of business. He's had some of the worst luck, like he'll work on a project for, you know, two, three years, like a movie, and then either the system will go down Ugh. or they'll cancel the project. And he was like, yeah, that's how that's how sometimes it happens in the gaming world. Wow. And um, so, but it's, uh, uh, but Floyd Brothers was actually really cute. I love that name. The name? It was a, it was a big dumb guy who worked at a, a, a garbage uh, a dump. 
Really? And uh, yeah, and then he fought bad guys who came to the dump That's to steal things. So funny. <laughs> yes, it was. It's very simple. It was for a little. It was c- kind of for um, you know eight to. It could be eight years old. I don't. Okay, I'm looking um, for the for, for this. I'm plot at the line. Legend of Zelda page. Okay. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. It's Jackie Cash, and I have a full glass of coffee. You've you found what I think you need to find here. What do you think? I am definitely going to mess this up a little bit. That's okay. Yeah, but basically, there are three timelines rooted in the age of Link okay. and whether or not he beats Ganon. Um, okay. Yeah. Wait. So explain before we get into this. Tell me who the characters are. Like we've got Zelda. It's it's the Legend of Zelda. It's the Legend of Zelda. She's never there. She's never there. <laughs> she's in every story. Right. But she's the she's the princess. She's. I mean, the basic way of saying she's it the is, MacGuffin. Yeah. She's the reason for the whole thing to 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 go into in in into search mode. Absolutely. <laughs> she's the princess that needs saving. Here's an interesting thing about Zelda with. Uh, differentiation from Mario, uh, which are like, you know, probably the two biggest Nintendo franchises. And I, you know, please email me and correct me if I'm wrong. But one of the things that I think that I was subliminally attracted to with Zelda over Mario is that if you notice at the end of Mario games, especially the older ones, Mm -hmm. Mario gets the girl. He kisses the princess. Yeah, yeah. Link only rescues her and they are friends. They are only ever friends. Right, they right. They never date. It's never a love thing. He <laughs> never gets laid. And I think that I, that was another thing about punk rock that I was always attracted to is right. that the dudes singing in the songs that I liked mm-hmm. were like, I miss her. And that was the entire statement. Right. It wasn't fuck her. It wasn't right. I'm better. It wasn't I'll kill you. Right. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't like you didn't like me. I guess I hate you now. There's no yeah. reason to vilify. It was like, I just miss you. It was like ah, well, I hope you come back. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, uh, which is something I I very much relate to, and I I, I like this about these stories too. We can as men and women. Be friends. You know, there. I saw the most amazing meme yesterday, or just yeah. one of those. Uh, it was four different shots of the bad guy in Minions, right? Who ends up being the not the bad guy, right? Okay. Or the despicable me, yeah, guy? despicable me guy. Okay, I think, right. Yeah. Um, and he he said, "I want to go out with you." And then the next one, she doesn't want to go out with me. <laughs> she wants to be friends. Next one, I'm angry. And then he goes. Or we could be friends, and it was, and I, I'm yeah, fucking yeah. it up. But I mean, that's yeah, yeah. that's it exactly. And I was like, oh yeah, you could just be friends. It'll be fine. Absolutely. And keep looking. Keep yeah. yeah it'll just, be. There's so many people. There's so many. There's so many guys that I had crushes on that were not interested. And I was like, well, could we at least be friends? And they there, were like, yeah, I guess. Kind of going back to what we were talking about, how the entire world lies to us. I yeah. do feel like throughout school, there should just be what sex ed should be is just a teacher saying. Everyone's a person, and we're all trying to find people who like us. Yes. And that's all of it, right? Mm -hmm. But we're like, there's just all this shit where it's like, don't talk to them. (laughs) If you say the wrong thing, then they'll make fun of you or whatever. Right, and then you'll you'll be devastated somehow. The biggest thing I've ever learned as an adult is that that everything is generally good if I walk up to a woman and I say, hello. <laughs> and they're like, "Hello, uh, man." That's why online dating is such a nightmare because everyone's like, eh, pff, "Fart joke." It's such a fucking nightmare. Uh, anyway. I uh, my my online profile uh, was reviewed by a comedian and a friend of mine, uh, and they were like, 
How about a little less humor, a little more <laughs> sincerity? And that is how I met Andy Ashcraft. <laughs> That's adorable. Yeah. It was like, Ooh, try not to I be should... quite so funny and just a little bit more. You can, you can, because I had, they, they let me keep the one joke, which was the, the only picture I had was my headshot that was digitized because <laughs> uh-huh. it was 1999. That is funny. <laughs> and, uh, and so, and so the, Underneath the picture, I said, this is a headshot, so professionals were involved. I look something like this. Oh, that's and great. Then that was, and they were like, that's plenty of funny right there. You don't yeah. need to be funnier than that. The rest of it, just answer the questions. Try to be uh, genuine and not too, uh, and not too uh, sappy. Maybe I need to do that. I'm yeah, pretty silly. Are you pretty silly? Just put, t- take a fine-tooth comb. You know that... Uh, I say that I smoke crack in my hinge profile. And honestly, it's a good conversation starter. <laughs> I imagine a lot of people... <laughs> Who were like, I smoke crack. crack. And then we joke about crack for a while. Have you smoked crack? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> what's your, here's what I, uh, do you know how Marie, Maria and Scott met? Uh, did they smoke crack? They did not. But her, the name of her, um, her profile name was Hogbook. Uh-huh. And his was Laser Eyes. And she, uh, she would not connect with anyone who was like, why is it Hogbook? Uh-huh. And, she was just like, well, we're not talking. And uh, and Scott did not. He was just like, hey, Hogbook, I'm laser eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And so they had the sort of the same vibe of silly, right? Yeah, great. So, yeah. But at least it was relatively real. Anyway, so talk to me about... Here's so there's the reality, Link, There's Zelda. There's... Who's the bad guy? Uh, Ganon. That's Ganon. The, it's All the games are rooted in that dynamic, that Zelda is the princess... Uh, the land is Hyrule. That's right. Zelda is the princess who ostensibly rules Hyrule. Mm-hmm. Link is a normal plebe <laughs> who, uh, and generally has to go find a sword. Who has to go find a sword, <laughs> a special sword called the Master Sword, mm-hmm. which is also a character in basically every game. And then there's always, pretty much always Ganon. There, some of the games, the villain is not Ganon, mm-hmm. and then. Some of the games where the villain is not Ganon, you eventually find out that the villain who is not Ganon is being controlled by Ganon. Oh, that's um, awesome. <laughs> yes. And then in Skyward Sword, which is the second Wii game, uh, it's never Ganon. It's it, not Ganon it's at not, all. It's, it's called like, it literally is called like evil or oh. like... Like the name right. of the villain is like the concept of bad or something. You know what I mean? Um, sure. But it's Ganon when it's it comes Ganon. down to it. Right. When He's again, still in the same shape as Ganon. Right. And they're yeah. always in Hyrule. And, and yes. he has to wander around and then walk out. But isn't the new one an open world? Yes. Okay. Well, For so the that's the time. thing about yeah. And I'll say about the chronology. Yeah. Um, I was trying to be able to explain it to you, but it's a, it's a little messy and I – in. In reading it here on your podcast, it'll just end up being boring. Even even more. But but people could look into it if they wanted to. But do know this. Because there are three stories. There are three storylines. They're all rooted in um, whether or not, like, the character that is Link. Because here's the thing. I definitely was confused as a fan, having played multiple of the games. Yeah. Because every different game basically starts the same way. You're Link. You're this little elven boy. Right, with a hat. With a hat. Mm -hmm. And he's usually a boy. Mm -hmm. uh, And he wakes up and he has some sort of either knowledge of Princess Zelda Mm -hmm. or friendship with her already. Yep. Um, But the games are different. He's like generally a boy who lives in a hut. Right, he's a boy who lives in a hut. And she is in a castle. Right. And so he is only aware of her. Okay. And then because of uh, this sort of um, stories passed down through generations, 
uh, there are rumors that perhaps Link is the boy from the stories who is the hero who comes from squalor, but he's going to save the princess and thus the entire world from Ganon, right? Right on. Okay, so it makes it a little weird if you play a lot of the games because they all start the exact same way, but they're all a little bit different. And it just feels strange to have played the last game where you defeated Ganon and then at the beginning of the game after it you're Link again and you're trying to save Zelda again from Ganon again and you're like how is this the sequel if I've already beaten Ganon and they already know each other but they don't know each other right right and why isn't Link if it's the same Link the why isn't he like a knight who runs Hyrule because he's already defeated the bad guy once yeah yeah so the way that the games explain it basically is that uh, Hyrule is a, a land and a dimension yep. where thousands and thousands of years of time will pass. Mm-hmm. And throughout those thousands of years, there are a lot of different links. And the repetition. And, yes. and, and it's essentially, it is another version of the same story. It another, is another version. History repeats itself. History repeats itself, reincarnation. This right. is another link. That is another Ganon. It is another, I am reading an amazing manga about reincarnation. Oh, really? That is pretty uh, awesome. It's called Spirit Circle. Oh, anyway, really? Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like over, that's how they explain it. Over yeah. thousands and thousands of years. History repeats itself. It's repeat, so it's um, not the exact same link. But the, there's it's the a same. New link. The reason there's Zelda a lot of time is it's, it's always the same royal family yeah. over these thousands of years. Mm-hmm. And it's always in Hyrule. Mm-hmm. It's always uh, the goddess Hylia. Who, that, How do you spell that? H-Y-L-I-A. Interesting. Um, there's also Lake Hylia. And so as the canon grows mm-hmm. and the world grows... Um, as they made more and more games, these things start to repeat themselves. The same forests show up. Hyrule Field is a thing that shows up in a lot of the games, which I think showed up first in Majora's Mask or Ocarina of Time. Wow. But I'm get what I'm getting at is this, and I'll like come back to any of that that you want. But right. like they the storylines are separated by tens of thousands of years. Okay. And are connected into three based in like a kid waking up, fighting Ganon, and then in a lot of the cases, he loses. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of games you play where he like might beat a version of the boss, but then the boss gets away. Okay. And he has to fight them again. Or uh-huh. a new, or that character lives his life, and in the next game, it's a new child. Uh-huh. But they just keep naming Link, and I think the way that they explain it is like, this is a fairy tale world where yeah. people have the same name. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and he is a link. Yes. He is a link to the past. Yes. And he is a link to the future. But so. the cool thing about Breath of the Wild is they yeah. purposely did this. Breath of the Wild happens thousands of years after all of the other games. Okay. So it's the game that connects all of the storylines back together finally. So, yeah. So from now on, the yeah. canon... Nintendo Switch games will be direct sequels to all of the games that have come before it. And oh. like this is why everyone who likes video games and who likes fantasy yeah. should play Breath of the Wild because it is an open world in a lot of ways, but it's an open world in like you they did a really really good job yeah. of making you feel the thousands of years of history of it. Really? It is, Jackie, I can't. Is it gorgeous? Tell you, it is beautiful. And what are you playing it on? Switch? Switch. No. Okay. Yeah. So 
I mean, I'll just walk you through it a little and try not to give spoilers, but okay. also describe it. Yeah. They don't... I mean, for good reason, a lot of the games explain everything as you're going along. So mm-hmm. you like... Don't... You're not in the dark. Right. Um, and you understand... You know, you know how to use the... the you know how to do things. Yeah, you know how to do things. Also, I think video games... We were still trying to figure out what the hell they meant for a lot of the time, so we wanted to be spoon-fed. But now video games have been around long enough, yeah, and Zelda's been around long enough, that in this game, you wake up, and they don't explain shit. Oh, really? At all. He oh has no clothes except just underwear, and he wakes up in this place that you do know is called a resurrection chamber. Okay. Or like Temple of Resurrection or something like okay. that. And then he just runs out into the world naked and uh naked but for underwear on right and uh and it's uh, oh my god i like i really i just cannot tell you how wonderful this game is i i did are you aware of a podcast called new player has joined no oh my god jackie you got to do it yeah every episode you just pick one game that's important to you and they talk about it right, right. um and they're great guys and you'll like them a lot yeah but they i actually found out about the game i'm late to everything. Sure. So, we, we can't be right there. And I'm so obsessed with comedy that I forgot that I like video games. Right. And they were talking about Breath of the Wild and I was like, oh yeah, I love Zelda. And then I replayed my two Wii games. Yep. And then I bought Breath of the Wild. And those guys, he was like, when you play it, you're going to be blown away by how sad it is. It is such a sad game. And it's just true. In Breath of the Wild, you go... When you start playing it, inside of a few minutes, you meet one person. Yeah. And that's the only person you see for probably your first five hours of gameplay. Wow. And then eventually, you come to towns and you meet people. And there are people in the world. But it is a desolate place where the world has literally just been destroyed by Ganon. Yeah. Numerous times. Right. And this over and over and over, over again. Over and over and over again. And then in one very, very big way, a hundred years before the timeline that this game takes place ah. in. And so you, your character, literally was re- was a hero a hundred years ago fighting Ganon and you lost. Yeah. And then you were like cryogenically frozen or whatever the Resurrection fuck Resurrection chamber. Yeah. Okay. And then you wake up in a world a hundred years after he just killed everyone. Right. And so it's like... And there's not a lot of music in the game. The, they, so it's spookily silent? Yeah, but with like <laughs> the sound of of a breeze like or trees wind. rustling. Yeah. It is it is truly beautiful, Jackie. Yeah. Like you really should play it. Nobody uh, does nobody does this stuff like the Japanese. Oh my god. They're willing to just they're like, We're gonna be sad. Yeah. But it turns out you're gonna keep going. Well, I mean, one of the great things about it being sad is that when you win, you feel so happy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, it was so sad, and I made it not sad. I made it better. Also, like, uh, this world that we're in is very stressful, and I have a lot of anxiety, and mm-hmm. a lot of people I know have a lot of anxiety. So I would also recommend this game for like, and I, I guess I'm not meaning for this to be an ad, but whatever. Uh, it's like. Because of the sound of the wind and the fact that you you hear your own footsteps and you're like looking at this, like I don't know, digital beautiful world. Right. It's very soothing. Also. Oh, is it? It's like <laughs> it feels like. I mean, you're running through the woods. Do you ever see Soiling Green? 
I never saw Soylent Green, no. Soylent Green is a cop movie, right? And uh, it's Charlton Heston. I'm is, aware of the You know the, 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 the secret, yeah, right? Because yeah. it's so much in, in, in the world. It's, yeah, a, it's yeah. a reference. But he doesn't know it in, yeah. the, in the cop movie. And it, it is in a futuristic world where, get this, people drink bottled water. Wow. Yeah, it was set in 1972. He's like, huh. and you see people lining up for bottled water. And you're like... That's never going to happen. Anyway, wow. and then um, and there's there's the overcrowding. It was it was a population issue, right? Soiling Green. It was a yes. it was a cop movie set in an overpopulated universe, uh, Earth. Sounds and like I would love this movie. You would love this movie, yeah. and except for that, you know, here's and I've I've had this conversation like three times in the last two days. I can't. There's so many. There's so much sadness, right? Yeah, and it's being depicted incredibly well. In art right now. Yeah. And it has been inc- well acted and well... Um, I just did a, a beautiful episode yesterday about monster movies uh, with a guy named Courtney Joyner. And he... I, I was telling him that I that I don't... I don't want to. Right? I mean... Yeah. And, and, and I've said this before is that I would rather... I would rather die <laughs> in a movie that... In the way that is depicted in Barry than watch Barry. Wow. Uh, because I would rather be Barry. <laughs> I would rather be killed by Barry <laughs> than watch Barry. Barry is incredibly well done. Parts yeah. of it are fucking hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Emily Heller is one of the funniest humans on the planet. Oh, that's right. In, she writes for it. Right. In another in another way, I don't want to watch it uh, because I'm just like I can't watch Dexter. Yeah. I can't watch SVU. I can't watch. I, um, I know what you mean. It's just, it's too much. What I like about Zel- this Breath of the Wind from the sound of it, you're like, there is, like I'm reading a James Baldwin book right now. I've yeah. never read, I thought I had read James Baldwin, but I remember thinking, I think it's going to be sad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's going to be sad. <laughs> but uh, but it's essentially, I'm reading uh, Beale Street. Uh, it's a longer name, but I can remember that part of it. It's a famous book of his, Beale Street. Oh, okay. So it is... Uh, it is beautifully written, and it is lightly written. So I'm already on like page 25. I read for a half an hour. Wow! Right. Cool. So it is essentially. It's just a. a it seems to be, promises to be a very sad slice of life, uh, yeah. <laughs> of uh, African American uh, people in 1974 in New York City. Sure. So I was like, I don't ever, I can't. I don't know. But it is funny. It is smart, and it feels like what you're talking about, where. You just keep going. Yeah. And and at the end of it, the triumph that you have is the triumph that you lived. Yeah. That you beat some badness, that you were of some use to somebody. And uh, and that's well, what it feels. I think that the difference between something like that and something like Dexter is that Dexter is talking about a thing in life that is horrifying, that mm-hmm. does happen. There are people who kill. Mm-hmm. But it is not a normal person's day-to-day reality. Whereas like what you're talking about with Beale Street, it sounds like is like, that is a reality for people. Mm -hmm. The difficulty of being black in America in the seventies or anytime is like life. And then, but then while that's happening, you're living your life. The characters are living their life and having regular life things happen, not just horror. And that is the thing about breath of the wild is it is sad but it is also one of the things I like about it, and people who play the game, I've like, man, I've gotten so into it. I'm like going to forums and reading <laughs> how people. I haven't sure. gotten up the courage to go into the forum myself, but I'm right. reading other people. Yeah, and it's like 
people talk about just turning the game on to run around because right, like part of open. the joy of it is just you're you are just experiencing the life of this guy mm-hmm. who is uh, running around in the forest trying to find mushrooms and stuff, which is a big part of it. A big part of the game is cooking. Oh, really? Truly. Yeah. You like, I was thinking about it yesterday because I, 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 when I love a video game, I, I really actively stop myself from spending extra money on it because I know that I could just spend all the money on it. So I really waited to get the downloadable content. Okay. And then I had like beaten most of the game and then taken a break from it and uh, put my album out and really worked on that. And then I was right. like, okay, I think I can let myself spend $20 on DLC for this game. So I just did it. What's DLC? Downloadable content. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, Because, which is, because you're, not, you're not buying the disc. Yeah, exactly. You are not buying the disc. You're just streaming it. That's the funny thing now. Like The other game that I really love for Switch is Smash Brothers. Yeah. And you'll just get an update. They're just constantly... They're you, just up like my Marvel Puzzle Quest. They're just updating. Yeah, you'll, the game will, with more levels and more more you, content. When I bought Smash Brothers, you could not build your own levels. Okay, which I was super bummed about because I loved that about Smash Brothers Brawl for Wii. Yeah, and then I just got an I turned it on. There, I got an update one day. I could build levels. <laughs> I was like, yes, <laughs> this is. I mean, Lord, I didn't yeah. pay anything extra. They just updated the game and made so, it better. So when you buy, so when you buy the Breath of the Wind. And Breath of the Wild. Breath yeah, of the yeah. Wild. Sorry yeah, about that. That's okay. And uh, so you buy Breath of the Wild, and, and you you're essentially just buying it through the Switch. Yeah. And it's how much is it? Fifty bucks. Sixty bucks. Sixty bucks. The, yeah. The, there's a Nintendo store. You have to have an account. Sure. You have to every time you log in and every time you purchase, you have to put in your password, which is so, so goddamn annoying with a controller. It is because the it, it is give me so a thumbprint, an, man. I'm there. It, We're there. Right. Well, you know that. Uh, did you see that they they're putting chips in people now? Oh no! Uh, <laughs> so that you can have a thumbprint. Have you seen Years and Years? No. Uh, Is that a movie? It's a HBO show that I think was originally BBC. Okay. Um, that is near future, tech based, and it spooky is spooky Black Mirror. Yeah, and it's like rooted. It's ba- the concept is basically like what if what what if. In the near future, what is happening in America now happens in the UK with a female Trump figure. Ah, okay. And but with the technology of the future, and it is a waking nightmare. It is truly horrifying. <laughs> it is like right, really awful. Here's the good, uh, and, and I will say this out loud: <laughs> is the good thing about all of our waking nightmares. Yeah, is that um, it isn't a nightmare, and we do keep moving forward. We do, and this will pass. And and all you can do is be good to the person in front of you. Yes. So it, sometimes that is the least you could do. And for the love of God, let us all try to do the least we could do. Yeah. A lot of the like apoc- the apocalyptic panic that we have, we will have countermeasures for. Right. You have to remind people mm-hmm. that like though it does seem like we have burned the earth down. Right. We didn't. We didn't. And the earth <laughs> is the earth uh, will. If if we kill all of us, <laughs> if you're truly worried about the Earth, don't be worried about the, the earth. earth. Well, the Earth will be fine. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah. Also, if, we're crafty. You know, we're sneaky. We're crafty. <laughs> you didn't. Who saw Fury Road? Come on. <laughs> I know. Even if it it's comes a, to that. Yeah. And have you read uh, the N.K. Jemison uh, Broken Earth no. series? No. She won the Hugo three years in a row. Whoa. She's Kamau's cousin. Wow. Really? Yeah. 
She won the freaking Hugo three years in a row. Damn, it's that's a series. Insane. Yeah, it's great. I have the. I only have an extra copy of the third one. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's okay. Uh, but you'll you get I got it on book Kindle. money. You got book money. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I don't have right. any other type of money, but I. <laughs> you got book and video game. I money. have a little bit of frivolity in yeah, my life, that's and it. so sure. Dave to the Ross, you guys. Okay, so, um, so you wander around. When you wander around, what's the cooking? What is that? Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about this the other... Oh, yeah, because I said with the DLC, one of the things in the DLC is this thing called the Trial of the Sword where you have your Master Sword and then there's like this separate dream sequence thing where you you start off, you put your sword into this stone right. and then it sends you to a dream world where you start off with nothing again and it's uh, you move through it and as you move through it, your sword gets stronger. Oh, it's just a way to, to level up. Game. Totally. You, but, and then when you go get out of the dream world, you have a stronger sword? You have a sword? stronger sword. That's it. Totally. Um, so, but there's cooking in that too and I was, I've gotten good at it and I was thinking, so, how do you, how do you cook with a, with the controller? It's so hard to explain but like, the, um, like the types of items that you can pick up in it are, uh, our melee weapon, mm-hmm. uh, bow and arrow, so okay. missile weapon, right. shield, clothing, mm-hmm. uh, raw materials, and cooked materials. And so, like, not all the raw materials can be cooked, right. but some of them can. And so, in your as you're flipping through your you know stash of items, right? You, if you're in your raw materials section, if you want, you can. You can choose to. You can click on one of them and choose to hold them, and you can hold up to five items at a time. Like literally, obviously, all of these are in your pouch. Yeah, but if your you, giant bag of holding that has no bottom. Exactly. Yes, you can hold five physically. Hold them, and then if you like hit B and you go back out of your stash into the world, you will be your character will be physically holding these five things. Right. Right. So like. Um, there are th- around the world cooking pots that people have set out here, yeah. here and there, because people need to cook things. Sure. You can't get a pot yourself, but there are so many people cooking things in the world that they're just out. <laughs> uh, so, and there's a difference. You can yourself make a fire, which you literally, that's the thing, man, I, I already knew I love the game, but as I'm talking about it, I'm realizing I like it more. Yeah. <laughs> because it's just so it just feels like this guy's life. Yeah. But also they've added a lot of brevity to it, so it's not boring, you know? Okay. So like in your raw material stash, one of the things you can do is you can you can in the world you can chop down a tree. Okay. When you chop down a tree, a it falls over. Mm-hmm. Uh, some a lot of times nuts fall out, okay. and also leaves fall out. You can pick up the leaf, and that becomes a weapon. Mm-hmm. Which, if you choose it as a weapon, you you can like create wind with it in order to blow your sail on your ship forward. If you're okay. ever sailing, right? The nuts you can use to cook with, and then. The tree that falls over, if you hit it with your sword again, it turns into a bundle of wood. If you have a bundle of wood and flint, Mm -hmm. which you find from breaking open rocks, you set a bundle of wood and uh, flint next to each other. You hit that with your sword and it turns into a campfire. Okay. Um, That, if you drop raw materials on just a campfire, they'll catch on fire and they'll get roasted and that'll turn into cooked food, but only like... Solo cooked items. So if you eat a roasted apple, mm-hmm. that'll give you half a heart of health. Okay. A roasted bunch of bananas is three quarters of a heart. Do you? Yeah. Do you? Um, 
have to uh, cook the food for health, or is no. there other ways to get health? If you eat a raw apple, yep. it's like a quarter of a heart. Okay. If you eat a cooked apple, it's half, a, half a heart. heart. Yeah, okay, totally. it's just slightly better. So there's that phenomenon. But then also there are cooking pots. Yeah. And so throughout the world, you like... In all of the forests and the fields, there are these. There are like mushrooms at the base of trees. There are apples in trees. There yep. are things that you get off of people. Things you find in boxes that you smash, or barrels that you mm-hmm. smash, or pots that you break open, or that you buy from people. That are all various types of mushrooms and fruit and grain and meat. There are. That's the other thing you can hunt. There are foxes and wolves and birds everywhere. And if yeah. you kill them. They, it's funny because in order to make it easy for you, yeah. they make it immediate. So okay. it's really funny looking. If you kill a goat right. with a sword, there's a poof of smoke and then there is a cut of meat sitting on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it just goes poof. And then there's like a sound right. and all of a sudden there's like a T-bone. Right. <laughs> there's a raw T-bone. So in your raw stash, you'll have a bunch of like T-bones and drumsticks and stuff like right. that. And in order to like be able to recover health you you have to cook you have to cook so you stand over it you go you stand Can over you eat a pot raw meat that's got to make you sick i actually have never tried right i wonder yeah if it makes you sick yeah so like but they, if, but if you just is it like stone soup where then you just stand over a pot and you and you and you sort of tap it and you're like i'm putting stuff you, the stuff in your hands soup? i don't know stone soup is uh, that old uh, it's an old p- parable or or old story where uh, there was a hobo and uh, and he said uh, i'm going to make some stone soup and people were like what's stone soup is like well i have a pot and i have this stone you put it in do you have anything that you could add to the stone soup? And they're like, uh, well, I have an onion, but it's not really good for anything. It's like, we'll put it into the, the thing. And then someone else comes up and they're like, I have one carrot. And then so different people come in. They're like, well, I have a chicken bone. And you're like, and then all of a sudden there's six people around and everyone can have some soup. And uh, uh, he had the pot and the stone. I so, see. Wow. I, I may not be like, quoting that entirely. It is like right. that, except there's only one person. And okay. It, so and he's it's alone. also a simulation. Yeah. So, yes, he's throwing one carrot and one piece of meat and one other thing in, and it becomes yeah. uh, a soup or a, a, soup a, or a food. Yeah. But, like, there also literally is skill to it. Okay. Because, because a lot of the items you pick up. So, yeah, there's that, like, throwing it on the campfire, they catch on fire, they turn into one item. Yeah. And then there is the pot on the fire. And then you, you go into your stash, you hold five items, and then. When you, you reappear, you re you come out of your stash and you're holding the five items. And one of the prompts you'll get is, if you're standing over the pot, it says, "Do you want to cook this?" Yeah, and you'll he'll throw it into the pot, and then they like bounce around, and yeah. a little sound is made, and then it tells you what you've cooked. Right, <laughs> and it's weird. It's like it's a really funny, cute, yeah, fun element of the show with a lot of detail because the items you find. They have they are named and colored and like differentiated from each other based on what their effect is. Yeah. So like some of the items, if you cook them, increase the amount of hearts that you get. Some are for stamina. Okay. Some are to make you resistant to electricity. Some are to make you resistant to heat. Some to cold. Uh, some, oh, so they all have their own powers. Totally. And so if you mix, you learn pretty quickly, if you mix the powers, they just end up being food that you can eat and they give you hearts. Okay. 
But if you mix together different items that have the same effect, you'll find a larger of that effect. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So like you're, the goal is, and then some of them have no effect. So like meat and apples and stuff have no effect. So if I were to cook. It's just hearts. It's just hearts. So yeah. if I were to cook like a, uh, let's see, a, uh, a piece of uh, gourmet rib, which is a thing you can get yes. from killing a <laughs> deer uh, and an apple. Yes. And also a uh, rush room, mm-hmm. which is a thing, a mushroom you can get that makes you run faster. Okay. When you, uh, if I were to cook those three things together, I would come out with something that was probably like a skewer. It would probably be a mushroom and meat skewer is what it would be called. <laughs> uh, and uh, And it would make me run faster. And I'm forgetting the terminology, but it's like a... Oh, speedy. It would be called like a speedy mushroom skewer is what it would be called. Okay. Yeah. And now can you save it or do you just... And then you save it in your cooked items su- uh, pi- part of your stash. Yeah. And then and then you you, you need it when you need it. Yeah. So and what's cool too is that they're, they got really creative with it. They like you... You can get wheat. You can get sugar. Mm-hmm. You can get rock salt. Yeah. You can... And uh, and so there are cakes you can make. You can make fruitcake and pies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can make soups and stews. It's really funny. I like that, that if there's meat and apples, that uh, that if you just put them together, it's just hearts because uh, it's an indictment against putting fruit and meat together. You're damn right. Uh, I don't like it. Uh, I don't like it either. It's I don't hate it, but it's not my favorite. No. Some people genuinely, they're like... That's what I want. Oh. I, I would like an apricot chicken. And you're like, oh. would you? Well, enjoy that then. One thing I will say mm-hmm. that is going to go against what I just said is that <laughs> one time I was at a burger place called Moe's yes. in Burbank. It no mm-hmm. longer exists. And they had a burger called the Foggy Bottom Burger, which was a burger patty on a bun. Mm-hmm. And the only other things on the burger were peanut butter and jelly. And I was like, I'm ordering this because I want to live a full life. (laughs) But that's the only reason. I want to be able to say I did that and fuck that. Right. But it was so good. Delicious. Peanut butter and jelly on a burger is incredible. They grilled the burger. Here's what I just recently. Oh, yeah. They end the bun. And the bun. And then they put peanut butter and jelly on it. Just regular, normal, room temperature peanut butter and jelly. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, Maria Bamford today told me that there is a, a loaf of bread and a jar of peanut butter in the green room at the Dynasty typewriter. That's so cool. Right. They're like, are you hungry? Here is... Just in case. Just in case. You need some sust- some real sustenance. Like an actual sandwich. That isn't chips. That isn't chips or popcorn. Yeah. And uh, it's the greatest idea in the world. It, it, PB&J has saved me so many times when I have five minutes and I have low blood sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Make it. I'm eating it in the car. And then all of a sudden, you're not a monster. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Congratulations. I know. Uh, yeah. So, by the way, I don't know if you know this about Dave Ross. Uh, he's the only man who's ever had sex. <laughs> and he's got an album out. And you it's could, true. You, you could get that. It's at all the things, right? It's it on is. the iTunes and the Spotify and the and Pandora. Physical and copies the... and stuff. Oh, yeah. It's all those links. However you want to buy it, you can find at uh, this website I made. The URL is sex.guns.beer. Sex.guns. Dot beer. Yeah. And people always ask, like, is that a real URL? And I'm just like, type it in, bro. Type it's it real. in. You can also type in familypetancestry.com and find out if your cat came over on the Mayflower. <laughs> and all <laughs> that, that that will do. What? Yeah, it'll just go to Jackie Cash. <laughs> oh, I bought it. Because uh, it made me laugh. You should uh, buy familypetancestry.horse. 
<laughs> Can you? Yes. That's how I got dot beer. They opened up a bunch of new suffixes a few years ago. Right. Dot horse is one of them. I think dot cat might be. <laughs> Dot dog. I'm not sure. This, this is a cry for help, you guys. Uh, the internet, it turns out, is a rabbit hole without a bottom. And it didn't even occur to me if dot cat, if dot cat is one. I'm going to be out there buying some dot cat URLs you, soon. You get some dot cat in your in your portfolio. I mean, Dave Ross dot cat. Dave Ross dot cat. That sounds like a Jake Weissman dot cat. Well, I'm going to buy Jake Weissman dot cat, and I'm going to charge him a lot of money. For that. <laughs> Just hold it. For yeah. a Look what I own. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that is hilarious. Um, the only website Jake Weissman has ever had I bought and made for him for his birthday one year I bought yayjake.com and yeah. I made him a psychotic website where it just said a bunch of awful things wait I, I remember this being uh, the, the like it was a, it was a great idea at the time and then I remember thinking this feels like it's not going to hold up real well. <laughs> it definitely is. Seems like bullying if you don't know how close Jake and I are. Right. The, you are the you are the best of friends. Is yeah. is a helper, but it's just like for someone to just come across it and go, "Wait, isn't that that guy?" <laughs> and you're like, "No, no, it's not real. It it's, was really it's not mean. a monster. It was just like." It was just like I'm Jake and I'm an idiot or something, and and I thought he was going to tell me to edit it or take it down, and he was like, "I love it." And then, oh my god, <laughs> that also sounds like Jake Weissman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he's done an episode of the Dork Forest Rangers, and it was entirely about cats. Of course, it was. Yes, it was. It's the uh, only thing he likes, and he likes it a lot. He likes it a lot. Um, Lori Kilmartin. The only thing she likes her son. So that maybe she, and swimming. What am I? And the Kennedys. What? Am, no, she has a whole litany of things. Okay. <laughs> so I've digressed, but oh, uh, we are we're at an hour. Oh so my let's, lord! Yeah, so we've we've only essentially recommended Breath of the Wild and only the cooking in it. <laughs> I, I, I haven't told you anything that happens in the game at all. Right, which is that's spoiler and I free. Like that. That's spoiler yeah. free right there. It's great. It is. I will say my one complaint to wrap up with sure. the album is that the one result of it being open world is. They basically decided to make the possibilities of things you could do in the game endless. Mm -hmm. So so there are hundreds of side quests and only a few main quests. And so I accidentally beat the game almost immediately. Oh God. Because there are like there are four dungeons right. that are you're told to go to, and mm -hmm. then there's the master sword. Mm -hmm. Um but you can get those done fairly quickly in comparison to the um, how big the game is. Yeah. And I didn't really realize that because in every other Zelda game, the game directs you through all of the dungeons and all of the storyline. Yeah. And uh, and so I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm supposed to go fight him now. And then I just assumed that if I wasn't, I would lose. And I did yeah. not lose. And then oh, I was gosh. like, what the hell? And I looked it up <laughs> and there's just all this other stuff to do. I had the, the, so you had to restart? No, it allows you, you have your save game, and it yeah. just, once you've beaten him, it puts a star next to your save game, so you know you've beaten it. Yeah. So you can do it if you want. You have some closure. And then after then, you beat it, a percentage of completion shows up in your map screen at mm -hmm. the bottom left corner. I beat the game. I had 11% completion. I have now beaten, I've gotten every shrine, beaten every side quest, okay. beaten half of the downloadable content, and gotten half of the... um. Korok seeds, which is hard to explain, but there are 900 of them. It's okay. Like, and you've gotten 450 never... of them? Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. I guess I, it takes 450 to f uh, make your stashes as big as possible, and I've gotten 220. Okay. Them. 
and I am at 40% completion of the game. Wow. So there's it's still another 60%. Huge game. And so my one complaint is I love the open world. I love that there's a lot of freedom. But I hope that with Breath of the Wild 2, which they're currently working on, right. that they split the difference and they – because I do – Sort of alert you I, that you're about to finish the game. Or at, make – have there be more, more of the world be main quest. I do like that the world is big yeah. and that I can do every, every, whatever I want if I want. But the feeling of being directed through dungeons and it being – the feeling – I guess I just hope they've learned like we've learned about ourselves as players of the game that we like to be directed through the game. Okay. Make the world big. Make me be able to play in the game as much as humanly possible. Mm -hmm. But having it all be part of the greater story does feel cool. Yeah. I wish the story were longer. That's all. Oh, fair enough. I wish that the story were more main story and less of side story. That's it. Right. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. when they make the world so big, the world is it 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 can diminish the main yes. part of the game. So the you, main story wasn't very long, quite right. frankly. Yeah. Well, did you play that one where um you're on the ghost ship? Did you play that Zelda with the phantom I think there are a couple like um the one what do you mean? What do you mean by that? When you say the one, uh, there's there's three succubi, and you have to uh, talk to them, and that's where I got trapped on the last Zelda I tried to play. Here's the thing, my the, the I wonder which Zelda the that ship was? to find in. I just replayed Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword, and right. I think there's a ghost ship. In both of those. And again, I am playing on Game Boys. Okay. Oh, so, I haven't played, I have never had a Game Boy. You've never had a Game Boy? Never played any Game Boy game. Uh, I have, uh, I've never had a console. We Indeed. have a console, and there's a reason why there's a, a thing in front of it, uh, is because productivity down. Yeah. So, uh, like, we own the new God of War and the new Spider-Man, and I have played the new Spider-Man for five or six hours, and um, I want to play the new Spider-Man Always. All the time, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, that would that would uh, I would die uh, of old age. Well, the switch is terrifying because it's All both. You do that, right? Right, because it's handheld, and like you could take you, it on the road. You literally, and it's the same games. You literally like click off the uh, the two sides of your remote that have a little holder, yeah, and then you slide them onto the side of the screen and take it with you, and it's the same game. Yeah. When my my power went out the other day. And it just like the power shut off, but what it, the way it works is you have your little console, but it's the the portable screen sits in the console when you're at home. Yeah. And so my power went off, and it just clicked onto off power mode, and the screen lit up, and I just like clicked the things on the side of it, and I kept <laughs> playing with my power off. Right in the dark, just yeah. sitting there. I was uh, our power went off the other day too, and I was uh, Andy was uh, playing some game on his computer, and I was on my phone, and he was like. Oh shit! The power went off, and I was like, "What happened?" Huh? Eh, I'll be over here. Wow. Just sorry. My, sorry about that. Well, you want to parallel play some Marvel Puzzle Quest? <laughs> so. Parallel play. Can I say? I know we're yeah. wrapping up, but yeah. I to sort of wrap things up together. This connects a few things. Sure. You know how I got my switch? How? It's in the funniest way. I think you and I have this in common. I have friends that are more famous than me. Sure. Very, very we have that good in common, friends. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Jake is my Maria. 
Oh, I right, think. right. And uh, she's more famous than him by a long shot. But he has a television show. But it's early, show. It's early days. Yeah, totally. It's, right. Uh, For he, both of you. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Hey, maybe I'll be his Maria one day. That's it. Uh, Maria's you know. hoping that I'll be her Maria one day. I'm hoping that too, Jackie. <laughs> well, that's very uh, sweet. Uh, I... Jake, I get this call from Jake, and Jake is so funny. If you don't know Jake Weissman, please follow him. He's he's wonderful and so funny. And that TV show is called Corporate. Corporate, and it's so good. It's so good. It's so it's good. ridiculously <laughs> silly, yeah. dark, and funny. All the good in all the good ways. It skewers yeah. all the good stuff in the in what we were talking about earlier. It's so fuck the patriarchy, but never it's in so a way dark. that's not just so funny. It's not. Yeah. It's not sad at all. Yeah, it's it great. literally is darkly funny. Yeah, and and it it's like it skewers everything. Yeah, it's it's a want. delight. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. So Jake has a TV show, and when you're you have a TV show, you get things. Right. And I get this call, <laughs> and it says, uh, "Dave, I know that you like video games, and I have a Switch now because people give me things. Right. Nintendo gave us all Switches, and do you want it? And I was like." Jake, yes. Yes, I I've do. <laughs> never wanted something more. Matter of fact, it was during a time where I had just gotten very sad in my life. Mm-hmm. A bunch of stuff had happened, and I was very broke, mm-hmm. but I also had a lot of free time, and I was like, God, I wish I had a Switch. And then this angel right, appeared. Right, just showed up. And when I went to get it from him at his house, he said, I'm so happy you're taking this. I really want to be someone who enjoys my life. And so when I got the Switch, I told myself that I would have fun. And I tried, <laughs> but I just can't do it, Dave. I can't enjoy things. And I don't – I'm trying to and, – and soon I'll try to enjoy things again. But I just have to be honest with myself that I can't enjoy things. And I was like, well, okay. Well, let me take this burden from you <laughs> of this delightful switch. I know. I remember when Maria got the first – she got the first iPod. She was given it in a, in a swag bag and she's like – what is it? Does anyone want this? And then um, someone was like, you want this. Yes. And then she was shown how to load music onto a tiny thing. And then she was like, oh, no, I want this. Yeah. And uh, But it's it's because of the new technology is so new. You look at it. It's in a box. Yeah. And then you open the box and it's not how it looks on the box. Nope. And you're like... Fuck this. And they're like, it's intuitive. You're like, you're no, lying. It's not. It isn't. It's intuitive once I've had five of them. You know what's so funny? We've now come around on the iPod to now, to a lot of people, the iPod is such old technology that they don't know how to use it. Right. Literally at my comedy show, um, one of the people that works on the show is this girl, Caroline, and she's great. And she she's like, I don't know, honestly, like one of the best things that's ever happened to us because mm-hmm. she like... Organized, you know, yeah, organized and runs the light and the and the music and loves producing the show and is a great hang too. Just great, yeah. And she's like twenty six, I think. Okay, and she's like, we have to get an adopt adapter for we. I have my iPod there because it's full right. of music. I just leave, leave it there. We can <laughs> right. just charge it and then plug it in. We don't have to use our phones. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have to leave your phone sitting there. You can walk away. Mm-hmm. And she's like, we need to get an adapter for my phone because I can't use this thing. And I'm like, it's an iPod. What's wrong with it? And she's like, the click wheel, I can't do it. She's oh my God. too young to, to use know an how to iPod. Use a click wheel. How crazy is that? That does sound a little crazy. 
But I, but then but I when we it. say it to other people, they're like, oh, yeah, I don't know how to use those things. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, they're like, oh, it's intuitive. It still is not intuitive, yeah. it turns out. Yeah. And uh, anyway, Dave Ross, uh, you've done vital work by coming and being on the Dork Forest. Jackie, I so much appreciate you having me. This is so I great. wish I was, uh, I hadn't talked about cooking for so long. <laughs> <laughs> well, know in your heart that we talked about comedy for 17 minutes. We did do uh, that, too. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that's a clock eater. That's why we, I let it go a little bit longer. Oh, yeah. Just because uh, I wanted to know Me more about ranting we, about how I felt as a boy about men <laughs> took up too much Breath time. of the Wild yeah. 2 comes out. We'll have you back on. Oh, my God. But I can't wait. Everyone uh, should go and uh, really get this album, The Only Man it, it, Who Has Ever Had Sex. Yes. Sex.guns.beer. Sex.guns.beer. And it's at Dave to the Ross. Thank you so much for doing the show. Thank you. And Rangers, mm-hmm. you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat, my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. Thank we you. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?